0: And now, as the dice roll. Brought to you today by Jimmy Tubes. Exactly like Jeffrey Tubes, but, you know, without the hassle of copyright. Previously, on Cautious Optimism.
1: <laughs> Cousin Slord called me. <laughs> Thinks a bomb or something.
2: Now I'm hearing talk about a little person and an Oscar Toff robot. What is going on here? I hate you all. All you giants have ruined my life. And he puts the, screws the lid back on. You guys are the only people who believe me, because I paid you to believe me. But still. Peter Shan was pronounced dead on a planet called Galaganar. Hello, this is Anya, How can I help you? We do expect you, when we tell you to do a particular job, we expect you to do it. If you piss us off, we'll kill you. Okay, thanks. Bye.
3: (laughs) I kind of think we ought to join this guild, but I also think they kind of possibly tried to kill my uncle.
2: i don't care if they call me
4: hey you just let me do my job
2: rico humanoid i'm observing you cat person it's for science
4: toss a slimy
2: gelatinous Mm, what are you hauling goo thing thank you cautious optimism welcome to the station Bama's not going to be here today, everybody. Sorry. A little scheduling snafu came up with his work. And anyway, we're very sorry. We miss you when you listen to this later, Bama Shocks. We miss you and we miss Hank. And I'm going to play Hank and I'm going to do my best not to get him killed during this adventure. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be fine. Really fine. Everything's fine. How are you? All right. So as we uh, begin the adventure, we're, we're flying through space on the Cautious Optimism, heading towards Lorna to three. And the journey is going to take a few days, like three days uh, at the speed the Cautious Optimism is making. And so I'd like to take a moment because you guys just leveled up. So you're learning skills, getting better at existing skills, you know, that kind of thing. So you could be working on learning those skills during the, the voyage and, and just kind of, while you're on the ship for, for multiple days, what what is your daily ship life like? What's your routine? Like, Kells, you're the captain. Yes. What does Rory do on her ship during the day?
3: I think that a good portion of the day is spent double-checking secret compartments in the ship to <laughs> A, make sure she knows that they're there and that, you know, she hasn't forgotten about them, but also to... uh sort of memorize how much extra secret space we have she probably also rory probably spends a lot of time in the interim talking to herself in the mirror and trying to be, become a better fast talker and try to really concentrate on looking people in the eye and catching them off guard and trying to, to get our butts out of trouble
2: <laughs> it's a kind of a, a weird variation of the positive self-talking in the mirror like Right. People believe right. you. People trust you. People believe your outrageous lies. <laughs> yes.
3: Yes. And, le- and perhaps lots of uh just wait a minute. Let let me explain. Like ways to practice that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let's not be hasty, everyone. But yeah, that's pretty much what she's doing.
2: What about Rico? What is Rico up to on the show?
5: I think there are a couple of things that Rico is doing. One of them we did establish, uh, it is canon earlier on, that her computer equipment was not very up to date. So I think she's making sure that her little wearable tablet thing is, uh, is, is appropriately updated. I think she's looking at her kind of all of her notes she's made, all about the bird people and kind of organizing them and sorting them out and, you know, doing science observations and things on them. I also think she's wandering around the ship and driving everybody else up the wall by pushing buttons, uh, looking in things, like writing notes about stuff, uh, and generally kind of like pulling everything and pushing everything and just getting into stuff and constantly having to be told off by the engineer for just fucking everything up.
4: (laughs) what she's doing. Does she tend to walk around and knock things off of, of counters and, and shelves, yeah. just <laughs> spitefully? Yeah. Just no idea where her tail is
5: ever. Um, and just really curious. So she's just like, what does this do all of the time? All of the time. What does, what happens if I press this button? What happens if I do this? So you're, you know, three days is nearly four days as she, you know, multiple times nearly turns the engine off and uh, it's constantly having to be kept out of things. Um, but she's also been uh, improving her computer skills a little bit, so she's picked up a little bit of a uh, little bit of hacking expertise. And she's been sleeping a lot because that's what cats do.
2: So I, I imagine when when she is sleeping is when Hank actually gets a lot of productive time fixing things around the ship without constantly chasing after her, telling her to stop pushing buttons.
5: And yeah, stuff. telling her to s- just leave shit alone, please. Yeah, I think that is indeed how that goes down.
2: <laughs> All right,
4: I like it. I like it. What about Kyan Brun? Kyan, I think, has been actually amused by Rico's antics just because she is a scientist and so that they can actually kind of talk shop every once in a while. And I think that makes him feel good. He's been kind of going over the different schematics and information that he's gotten from the different races that they've interacted with to kind of help improve his medical skills. He's taking excellent care of the hover dolly in our quote unquote med bay. (laughs) And uh, he's also been reading up on best ways to have a good bedside manner because he is realizing that being a doctor and being a Matorb is not, they're not two things that go together. And so he's trying to do anything he can to improve how people react to him.
2: Interesting. So part of what you're learning is medical stuff, but part of it is also the soft skills, the people skills to go along with it.
4: Yeah, it's not like he's ever been not good at people skills, but he's trying to come up with ways to easily push through the social stigma of being a Matorb. Cool. Okay. Very good. Very good. And then how does Haas spend his
2: time in space?
0: Haas has been sliding around the ship and drawing his weapons at everybody who he sees very quickly like he is a gunslinger with all four of his uh, pseudopod little arms just whipping them out and being like, ha-ha! Practicing uh, trying to look cool and uh, like he does in the mirror, that kind of thing and showing off. And occasionally when he's off alone doing his own thing, he accidentally shoots himself and has to practice like bandaging himself up and like fixing himself because he is making a mistake with his guns and fast drawing. And he is not the gunslinger that he thinks he is.
2: So... When, when he injures himself in, in these little sessions, does he go to Kyan, uh, uh, who's the, the ship's doctor, to get treated? Or does he just try to hide it from everyone? And
0: He tries it? to hide it from everybody. He he doesn't want them to know about it. It's always minor burns. And so he's just kind of uh, rolling that part of the slime in, trying to hide it as it uh, absorbs back into being a normal, normal slime. <laughs> All right. He kind of turns himself inside out and learns uh, learns how to take care of himself a little bit better.
2: Okay, good, good. Um, a lot of personality coming out in you guys' uh, <laughs> ship side activities there. So the journey is going pretty uneventfully. Everybody's having a nice little rest after their last adventure. When on the second day, Hank Crawford steps onto the bridge where Ke- uh, where Rory is uh you know piloting the ship and making sure everything's on course and he says well captain i have some bad news
3: what's the bad news
2: first of all can i just say uh you're looking splendid today
3: what's the what's the bad news
2: (laughs) (laughs) well there have been power fluctuations all all over the ship and uh it's getting worse the longer we were in space. Uh, we're losing power to the engines. I don't know if you've noticed, but our engines are slowing down over time, and we're probably another four days out at this speed from one to Three. So I'm I'm trying to fix it. I don't exactly know what's wrong, but I mean, so many things are wrong with the ship that it's hard to pinpoint it. Also, the cat keeps distracting me by breaking stuff that was working and like maybe you can have a talk with her like to stop cuz i got enough problems as it is anyway i just i just wanted to let you know i'm working on it i'm doing my best we're going to track this power problem down don't you worry you're pretty little head about it
3: fantastic this is not good news okay yeah just you know i don't know rico's a cat Mm-hmm. She's gonna she's gonna touch things and knock stuff her off of tables, and that's what they do.
2: I, could we get her like a ball of yarn or something next time we're <laughs> on a planet?
3: You could try it. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you let me know when you do, so I can see what happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, Captain. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to work. I'll let you know.
3: All right. Oh, before so Hank, before you go, have you thought about talking with Haas? If it's uh if it's some sort of, it might be some sort of computer issue or, or something like that, you know, why don't you, why don't you get with him and see if he has any insight into it?
2: I tried talking to him twice, but both times he, he pulled four guns on me and I, I, I got scared and left, but yeah, I'll, I'll try, I'll try it again. Maybe if I announce my presence before I enter his room or something, he'll not.
3: Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's what you should do.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That's a good idea, Captain. I'll go do that. And then uh, he goes ahead and leaves. And a little bit later, we see Hoss in his quarters practicing quick drawing his four guns in the mirror, I guess, or something. <laughs> when there is a knock at the door and you hear, uh, hey, uh, um, Hoss, slime, slime boy, you in there? Excuse
1: me one second mm-hmm. okay you can come in now
2: all right you put your guns are away right yeah they
1: they're inside
2: okay it freaks me out when you do that and he walk he walks in and he says hey uh, we got some kind of problem with the ship power fluctuations we're losing we're losing power uh, could you maybe do something with the computer to help track down uh, what the problem is?
1: Oh uh, well, sure, sure, I guess I can, um, point me in the direction.
2: All right, well, here, come, come, come with me, let's, uh, let's head down to, to engineering and we'll, uh, we'll do, we'll do engineering things.
0: I want to tap him on the shoulder as we're walking, and when he turns around, I want to pull all my guns on and go, ha ha!
2: <laughs> Gosh dang it! I, t- I told you not to do that! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that's uh, that's great. That's great. Hey, uh, do that to the cat, would you? I hadn't
1: seen the cat in a long time.
2: Oh, maybe it's because you keep pulling guns on everybody.
1: That's a I hadn't thought about that.
2: You know, it, it's hard to form friendships with people when they keep pulling guns on you. So,
1: you know, you got something tight. You yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I spend a lot of time in front of a screen. I, I most of my stuff's done on a screen. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get out much.
2: Yeah, sure. I know. I know what that's like. Well, no, I don't, because I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm kind of a ladies' man. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I'm. I'm always in high demand, if you know what I mean. But anyway, I don't. Okay. Well, just maybe put the guns away, and you'll make more friends
1: i appreciate your
2: help hank yeah i'm feeling you know i'm not feeling quite myself today (laughs) 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 (laughs)
4: it
2: seemed like a good thing to say all right let's go to you look a little different yep yeah i don't i don't think i have my, my voice sounds a little off too maybe i have a space cold let's go to engineering yep let's go it's on our way all right, so you get into engineering, and he points you towards the main computer system, and he uh, he gives you the you know basic passwords and stuff to get in there and do some admin type work, and says he's going to go crawl around in some of the uh, Jeffries tubes, I guess. Right. Is that that might be copyrighted or trademarked or something?
3: He's, you he's know, gonna, I don't know. He, <laughs> Jimmy's tubes.
2: <laughs> he's going to go into the Jimmy's tubes <laughs> and try to track down um, physical causes for these power losses. If you want to, you know, do computer things and let him know if you find anything.
1: Sure, I'll tap around.
2: All right, so he goes. He goes into the Jimmy's tubes, and <laughs> why don't he make some kind of computer roll?
1: Uh, let's see, 6,
2: 10, 13, no, I can't, fi- I can't find
1: nothing, Hank!
2: Right, so as soon as he's gone, you realize that, uh, you don't remember the admin passwords that he just told you, <laughs> so every time you try to run a, a, diagnostic command, it asks you for a password, and you, you can't get it right.
1: I gotta stop shooting myself, there's something wrong! <laughs>
2: You probably mess with the computer for like 10 minutes before you maybe give up. And then uh, what do you want to do after that?
0: I want to slide into the the Jimmy tube with Hank. See if I can uh, help him in there any.
2: Ask him about them passwords, I guess. All right. Well, that is really, really easy for you considering your physiology. So you, you slide on right into that tube and it goes in lots of different directions, you know, because they go all over the show. Right. So, like, at the first fork in the road, how do you decide which way to to go to try to follow him?
1: At random. I was like, Hank! Hank! Can <laughs> I f- where you at, Hank?
0: And if I don't hear anything, I'll just go to the left.
1: Sure, okay.
2: Let's make a dice roll. Just roll whatever you want. Odds will fail, and evens will succeed. All right. Uh, a three, a two, and a five. Uh, that's uh, 10, even, success. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I had to do a little math there for a moment. I didn't
0: know if you wanted the individual roles like to have more odds than evens or something like like, that. I got you. I
3: was like, that's two odds and one even.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's why I was confused. I was like, I'm not sure how we're doing this. Two out of three? I should have been more clear. Um, (laughs) But that's okay. Since it ended in success, I'm sure you're fine with it. (laughs) Absolutely. So you crawl through the tubes and as you're calling out hank's name you're not getting a response the tube opens up into the sensors room okay and the camera fades to black and then opens up in the cockpit where rory suddenly sees a blinking red light on the uh console
3: well i investigate the blinking red light
2: (laughs) the ship's main sensors have gone offline
3: oh that's not good um (laughs) so i hit the comms button Hey, so the ship sensors are offline, you guys. What are you guys doing in there?
2: The camera pans back to the sensor room where a purple blob of jelly falls out of the ceiling <laughs> and lands right next to Hank's body. He's laying there unconscious. He is a gash across his chest. Blood is pouring out everywhere. And of lesser concern, you see that uh, one of the main power conduits has been ripped apart as well. What does uh, Haas do?
0: Okay, so I will use my duplication to make a dupe of myself and go pull myself in half and send one, uh, like, control one over to the uh, to the broken console, and then the other one I will engulf Hank with and roll first aid to try to stop this bleeding.
2: So you're engulfing him?
0: Like, where it's cut, like, like rolling my slime over, kind of like super glue, trying okay. to pull his, uh... The, the, so you're uh, just covering the wound. Again. Yeah, yeah, just the wound, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> i'm not trying to suffocate him no no no
5: that was a very different mental picture there for a moment
2: it's true yeah (laughs) um okay so you're covering the so you're going to do first aid now do you have a do you have a first aid skill
0: uh yes i took it this time that was why i've been shooting myself and protect and trying to learn how to fix it (laughs) good
2: thinking all right go ahead and roll uh first aid
0: uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, 15,
2: and I have a 12, so no. Oh, no. <laughs> so you've been doing a fine job healing your own wounds, but, you know, humans are a different physiology. And as you cover his wound with your gelatinous appendage, the blood just seeps into your appendage and continues to flow out of his body unhindered. Uh,
1: um, oh, oh, Hank, Hank. Oh,
2: oh
0: and kind of
2: pull it off and shake my goo
3: oh my god <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now some of your goo has been left behind inside the wound which you imagine is probably not good for his species
1: that's probably not no i'm i'm, I'm sorry hank we'll get we'll get you taken care of as
2: soon as we can buddy <laughs> he makes no response uh, shifting over to the doppelganger who is now trying to uh, fix the power conduit what exactly is he doing to to that
0: and you said it was broken in half, like like torn
2: apart. A chunk of it is just plain missing.
0: Plain missing. Yeah. Do I see around the room any kind of parts? Do I see the part that's missing at all, or uh, anything around the room, like uh, where they would keep extra parts for
2: this? No, no. It it looks as if somebody hacked away at it with like an axe, oh. and then just took the chunk in the middle, you know, away. The two pieces are no longer touching each other. They're not long enough to touch each other anymore. And the ends are real rough and messed up.
0: With it being a conduit, is it possible to stretch to both sides of it with the doppelganger and try to complete the circuit?
2: Yes. (laughs) I would like to try that. Okay. So, huh. So many questions. Is a slime boy conductive? I don't know. I'm going to say yes. (laughs) Please roll 2d6. Okay. And that is how much electricity damage you take.
0: Okay. uh, three, actually. A two and a one.
2: Okay, so you get electrocuted for three damage. But now the camera pans back to the cockpit where the little red light turns green and Rory sees that the sensors are online again.
3: So I just lean back in the chair and put my feet up on the dash. (laughs) 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 I don't know that anything else is wrong. That is the
0: appropriate response, I think. (laughs) (laughs)
3: They fixed it. Good job, guys.
2: fixed. So Rory Rory is um, saying, good job, guys. And closing (laughs) her eyes for a little nap as the camera pans back to the (laughs) sensory's room where one gooey blob is smoking from the electrical burns it's getting as as it completes the circuit and the other gooey blob is desperately trying to stop Hank's bleeding.
3: It's infecting Hank's open wound.
0: <laughs> yeah I probably should stop since the blood is flowing into me and uh, take that version and like slide down the hall to try to get somebody to actually
2: help him. So it seems like the place you would probably head is uh Kai Yun's, um, medical room, medical area, right? Yeah, it would make sense. Yes, I would hope so.
3: Let <laughs> <laughs> me like do with Doctor.
2: <laughs> so, Cuyun K- is uh, reading up on the latest in Bedside manner articles on the <laughs> internet, I guess. When a purple slime boy slides in holding a bleeding and unconscious Hank Crawford.
4: Poor Hank. He always gets the worst of it. Hi, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode of Cautious Optimism. I personally miss Hank, but Bama Shocks will return on episode 23 of As the Dice Roll, which is episode 13 of Cautious Optimism. But if you really can't live without hearing his voice, never fear. You can still get your Bama fix this week. He has two D&D campaigns going on in his actual play stream, King of the Heel. You can check out Rhyme of the Frostmaiden on Saturdays and Dungeon of the Mad on Wednesdays. Check both of those out on twitch.tv forward slash BamaShocks. If you're thinking of running your own D&D campaign, check out some original content by our very own Bij. You can check out his content at dmsguild.com. Just search for his name BJ Keaton to check out his material, including his newest publication, The Dragon Tower of Candle Keep. You can also listen to him on the geek to geek podcast, as well as on the Dragon Quest FM podcast. On episode 469 of Girls Gone WoW, Raven and EJ talk about Classic WoW and Classic Burning Crusade. You can check them out on Warcraft Radio, as well as on the usual podcast places. You can, of course, catch Kelly on her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek, and Todd on the Nerdberg Review. And finally, I'll be dusting off the geek interview questions as I talk with the creative team of Nuclear Power by Fanbase Press. Listener Lyle McCarns said, Loving Weekly Cautious Optimism. Thanks, Lyle. We're so glad you're enjoying it. And we love Lyle. He's been part of the geek to geek media family for a while now, and we always love chatting him up on Slack. And you can join in on our conversations with Lyle on our dedicated As the Dice Roll channel. Let us know what you think about all the new content. This is week four of Cautious Optimism Fridays. How's it going? And what do you think of our newest campaign, What Is Not? Episode two of that campaign just dropped on Tuesday. We'd love to hear what you think. Of course, you can still email us at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Or better yet, you can leave us a voice message. Just click on the link on our website at asthedicerollcast.com. Or you can check out our Twitter at asthedicerollRP or our Instagram at Roll. That's it for me this week. Let's get back to the cautious optimism and see what's messing up our crew right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down.
3: When you're just looking to laugh
1: and have fun. Kick back
4: and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's
0: time to visit the geek to geek Media Network, a community of podcasters, streamers, and
1: bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community.
0: All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love things like video games star wars
1: comics movies
3: k-pop
1: disney plus
3: kiana reeves new
1: or whatever our community decides is the next best thing
0: that's right we have a great online community on slack and discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers
4: and each other
0: Yep, and each other in
1: real time, and we can't wait for you to join us.
3: So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com
1: and escape toxic fandom for something much more
4: Keanu? Yes,
1: Keanu. I found something bad, Kyan. <laughs> what happened? Uh well well part of me's back there fixing like like I'll talk about that later. Hank, I think's dead.
4: Um, okay.
1: <laughs> I didn't do it.
4: Um, I am going to look him over and to see what the damage is and what's going on here.
2: All right. Let's do a medicine-y type check.
4: And it's a 10, which is a success by a four. Great.
2: Well, um, maybe because you've patched him up before, but you're able to apply a lot of first aid. You clean the wound thoroughly because somehow there's this icky, slimy substance in it but you get that all out of there and get him wrapped up and stabilized to the point where he's still unconscious, but he's going to live. He just needs time to rest and heal and he'll wake up in short order. You could also tell that the the wound was made by claws, by like big, big claws.
4: What exactly happened? Did you just find him this way? Like, what did you do?
1: Well, there was problems with the computer, so he was like, "Hey, you want to fix it?" And he told me the passwords, and then I forgot the passwords, so I got in the tube, and then he was like this, and then I got burned. You got
4: burned? Are you okay? Do you need me to fix
1: you up? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I did the 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 split thing that we do like that, and then it like I'm I'm kind of holding the sensors together. Can I, I'm gonna have to get done
4: with that soon? I think. Okay, so Kyan's gonna leave Hank on the on the hover gurney because that's why we have it, and uh, <laughs> go go running to see where where the other half of Haas is, and probably <laughs> is going to do like a communication to the captain to let him know that things are things are going on that she probably should know about.
2: Let her know that I fixed something. I fixed it. So as the intercom in the bridge activates, how, how does that conversation go, you two?
4: Uh, Captain? Yes? <laughs> we have a messed up Hank and a electrocuted Haas, and I am not exactly sure what is going on down here.
3: Uh, I'll be right there.
4: You want to meet us in the sensor room?
3: Got it. So I go to the sensor room.
4: Now, as you get to
2: the sensor room, what you see is there's two... Purple Slime Boys at this point, And one of them appears to be wrapped around the power conduit that goes into the main sensor array. And there are little sparks of electricity coming off of him. He's also a lot darker purple than he <laughs> used to be. He's smoking a little bit. In the time that has passed, let's roll another 2d6 there, Beej, to see how much yep. more electrical damage you've taken. Four, four more damage. Right. So your your duplicate is getting electrically burned.
0: He's hurting pretty good.
2: Uh, uh, yes, he's doing this. Yeah, and that's what Rory sees as she walks in the room. There's two purple boys.
3: So I point at the darker one and say, <laughs> "Who's that?"
1: That's 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 Haas. It's me. Uh,
3: should we perhaps extract that Haas? Away from the electrical electrocution that's happening.
1: But I'm, I'm fixing it. Like, I don't know what else to do.
3: Well, I know that you won't be fixing it for very long. At some point, you will cease to be.
1: Okay, if, if you say so.
0: And then I'll pull that one away and merge back together. All
2: right. So <laughs> as, as your bodies recombine... The one bean takes some of the damage from the other one, I believe.
0: Yeah, I think it takes the average of their hit points at that point.
2: Yeah, so that's probably only down like two H- HP from your your max. But
0: nine and two, eleven divided by two is five. Rolled round five point five, rounded down, I'll be five.
2: Okay, wow, that's worse than I thought it was. Okay, so now the one purple boy. Is less dark and smoky than the one that was wrapped around the tube, but more dark and smoky than the one that was uninjured. He's only medium well done at this
4: point.
3: Right. Yeah. I still smell marshmallows. Um- <laughs> mm.
2: <laughs> also, the computer says warning, sensors offline. Oh, great. That's what I was fixing.
3: Yeah, but those diminishing returns. You weren't going to be able to fix it forever. Okay. Who on this ship knows how to fix this thing without using their body as a conduit?
4: <laughs> <laughs> One would think, but I don't. Kyan's going to try uh, doing some medical mojo on uh, on Haas with his permission, of course.
1: Oh, yeah, please make me feel better. All right. I'm apparently bad
2: at it myself.
4: <laughs> Go ahead and
2: make a medical
4: roll. That's an eight, which is a success by six.
2: Oh, wow. Success by six is real good. So, despite his alien physiology, I mean, maybe you've been studying up on Slime, Slimezoa during the trip, but uh, you deduce exactly the right drugs to inject into him to improve his natural recovery ability. And let's go ahead and say roll a six sided die and let's give that many HPs back to Haas. I got three. You get three HPs better. All
3: right. At this point, has anyone told me what's going on with Hank? Where's Hank?
4: He's in the med bay, and he had some really bad scratches that I had to patch up, and he seems to be unconscious.
3: Did we go back in time? (laughs) Hasn't this already happened to him?
4: Well, that was more of a blown up kind of thing, where this looks like more of a scraped up kind of thing. These are very, (laughs) very medical terms. (laughs) Right over
2: my head. I don't know what's going
4: on. (laughs)
3: That was more explodey. This is more (laughs) scrapey. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Ideas, anybody? I don't know. We're just going to have to land this ship, if we even can. The cat
5: can do basic engineering, but she's not with you right now. So you'll have to go, like, wake her up.
3: Oh, okay. I'll just... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so so I go storming around the ship trying to find the sunbeam that Rico has curled up in, <laughs> <laughs> feeling for hot spots. And like she was just here,
2: <laughs> probably on the heater vent again.
5: Yeah, there's a there's a warm room sort of off the back of the engine somewhere, just like up up at the top. And she's curled up. She's got a little computer thing. She's you know doing some science of some description. <laughs>
3: So I knock on the door as I'm opening it, because I believe in knocking on doors, but we have an emergency. And so I'm like, hey, um, all hell's broken loose. We need your help. Okay, I'll come with you. So uh, Hank's been uh, disabled. We lost almost half of the slime guy. The ship's sensors are off and are no longer connected, and there's some sort of power surge problem that Hank was telling me about that I've already forgotten about now. Because I figured he would just fix it and not get blown up or hurt again doing his job. Did
5: he get blown up by the
3: sensor array? I don't know. I did. I think he got scratched by something. I don't scratched. know. Scratched. He's very oh. fragile. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Constantly getting hurt doing basic job things. I don't know.
5: <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I better come and I better come and have a
3: look. Yeah. There's the sensor array, and then there's also some a uh, surge. Well. well what was it, Todd? Sur- there was the, the ship was losing power.
2: Yeah, it w- there were power surges, and the power was dropping throughout the ship.
3: Okay, so you know, fingers crossed, they're related. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, those
5: sound like quite serious problems.
3: Where's everyone else? Healing and tending to. I we're all just in this, in this sensor
5: room. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we should go back to the sensor room then. If that's where everybody <laughs> else is.
4: Yes. Since there's not much that Kyan can do engineering-wise, he's going to ask Haas to direct him to where where did you find Hank? Because maybe I can figure out what exactly is going on with him.
0: I'm going to whip all four of my hands out and point at the spot on the ground where I found Hank. Right there.
3: It's a question. Uh The space that we pulled half of Haas out of where the sensor array was no longer connected. There's a piece missing, like noticeably.
2: Imagine a wire. I mean, it's bigger than that, but imagine a wire and somebody just cut two ends and took the part they cut out away.
3: Well, where's the part and how did that happen? That's a question. Put put that on the list of things we got to figure out before we leave here.
4: Well, and also you said that Hank looked like he had scratch marks, like claw marks, right? Like really long claws. Mm-hmm. Can I make a roll to see if I know what would cause something like that?
2: Yeah, yeah, make a, oh, I guess like a, hmm, like a medicine roll?
4: Because well, there's a diagnosis under Medic. Oh, well, that sounds good. Let's do diagnosis. I succeed by seven.
5: Wow. Jeez. <laughs> you, you are on fire today.
2: Nine. You are the best doctor in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. It looks like an animal attack. It was vicious. It was not, you know, not a clean cut. It was a long claw that just ripped right into him. It looks like like an animal, despite
4: there not being any animals on the ship. Okay. Captain, I'm concerned because it looks like like Hank was attacked by some sort of animal or creature, because these are claw marks.
3: Like a space varmint? We've got like a possum? A space raccoon <laughs> <food laughs> on board and eating Please our awesome. ship and scratch at our engineer?
4: <laughs> That's what it appears like. It, it definitely is some sort of creature may have made its way onto the ship.
3: Well, I mean, I guess we could set one of those fancy traps with like a box and a stick and a string and like a piece of cheese or cookie or something. Or we could, I don't know, shock the whole ship and see if we kill it. I don't know. Those are my only two options. Whatever. We,
4: <laughs> well, if we can get the sensor array back up, can we maybe... Use, like, some sort of internal sensors?
3: Does this ship have those, Todd? Do I know?
4: I mean, yeah, it has them.
2: They're not top-notch, and they are offline right now, but they exist.
3: All right, well, I guess we got to fix the sensor array first.
2: Well, I'm not terribly good at engineering, but I think that there probably shouldn't
5: be a gap right here. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Does anybody have any idea where Hank keeps the spare parts?
3: I go around and start fishing through stuff that I know is Hank's and wasn't on the ship before Hank. Because I assume it's his.
5: Okay.
2: I imagine there's all kinds of scrapped parts and cabling and pieces in there that uh, might be useful. Oh,
5: do I have permission to go rooting through somebody's stuff?
3: <laughs> yes.
5: Awesome. So she does have as part of the wild science, wild science, wild skill, science. She does have engineer. So do you want me to give it a little roll and see if she can find anything useful? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Come on, dice. 8. So yeah, she succeeded by 5.
2: All right. Yeah, you find some conduit that is it's rated for a higher like voltage than the system that's broken, but it looks like it would work and probably won't overload the sensors and blow them up or anything. So you're pretty confident. Okay. Nice.
5: Yeah. So I guess she starts patching them in. Does she need to roll for that, or is that relatively obvious?
2: Yeah, that's okay. You, you rolled really well on finding them, so I'll, I'll count that towards replacing them. So you do your work there for a little bit, and then you step away, and everything seems to hold together on its own. And then you hear a computer voice saying, Sensors! Online! Success. Thank you, Rico.
5: No worries. You will be sure to tell Hank when he wakes up that I was
3: useful. Yes. <laughs> he keeps swatting at me. <laughs> I definitely will.
1: Don't forget me. I fixed it first.
3: <laughs> yes, everyone's done a fantastic job. Um, <laughs> I I run down to our little mess hall, like our little kitchen area, and I find the hottest hot sauce that we have, and then I run back to the sensor room, and I sprinkle it over the sensor, the new sensor array. Oh. Um, <laughs> because if something's eating our parts, they're not going to do it for long. Um,
2: <laughs> All right, I that, I like that a lot.
3: <laughs> a country girl will survive, I tell you.
4: <laughs> I was just going to say somebody's done this before. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with possums. Oh yeah,
3: right. Say so, hey, hey. Mostly raccoons, possums I enjoy, but raccoons. Go listen. You want some garbage? Here's some garbage. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Here's some here's some hot sauce for you.
2: Spicy space garbage.
3: That's right. <laughs> but yeah. So all right. I go back up to the cockpit and interface with whatever the however the ship sensors work. And I'm trying to do a scan to see if it can tell me life forms or disturbances or sure some sort of diagnostic to see if I can locate if there's anything in the ship.
2: All right. So. By the time Rory goes up and does that scan, where are all the rest of you located?
3: Can the computery stuff really
5: only be done from the bridge? Cuz I imagine that's where Rico would just go if that's the case.
2: I mean, you could do it from engineering too if you knew the passwords that Hoss forgot.
5: Uh, do we think that Rico might have ferreted out the passwords?
2: <laughs> Cuz she's been doing quite a lot of computery stuff, so. I think there's a good chance that she may have. Okay, roll 3 dice, add them together. And if it's even, you will know the passwords.
5: Okay. Oh, no, it's seven. (laughs) She doesn't know the passwords.
2: You didn't get that. Didn't get the passwords. Uh,
5: So why do these computer hackers need the passwords anyway?
2: I mean, you could try to hack into it if you want. But Rory has all the passwords to operate things from the bridge. So you could just go there. and Oh, so yeah, probably then she'd go to the bridge.
3: She has them as in they're saved in her Chrome. So
5: God, <laughs> she, is she, is she got the space equivalent of last pass yeah
3: yeah no, she's got she's got a, a post-it note with several different iterations of like passwords crossed out
5: and, yeah i was gonna say the number at the end is crossed out and a new number is put in every time she's had right. to like update the password yeah that's right <laughs> then rico has gone to the bridge to see if she can get the um passwords from the captain
2: okay rory and enrico
4: are on the bridge where's where's cayenne he is going to be looking at the area i haven't done a perception check around the area that they found hank and i feel like that's something i should do
2: okay so he'll be in the sensor room investigating the site the body was found yes and where is Haas?
0: I figure I will go to the bridge and see if I can figure out the passwords that I forgot so that I don't forget them again.
2: So as Rory scans the ship, the computer reports one life form in what is now the Med Bay with weak life signs, three life forms detected on the bridge, and two life forms detected in the sensor room.
3: Wait, that's way too many life forms. (laughs) Is it just like little dots on the screen or, I mean, it's telling us that Hanks is faint.
2: That's right. Yep.
3: So is it, is it giving us like, are these giant additional life forms? Are they small additional life forms?
2: (laughs) 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 They're all pretty average, except one of the two in the sensor room is smaller, I guess, than a normal humanoid would be. And one is a little bigger than a normal humanoid would be. That'd be me.
3: (laughs) Okay, well, so wait, go over the numbers of them again. Please, do one more time, because I, I just, I, I think I misunderstood.
2: There's one weak life form in the medical bay room. Uh-huh. There's three life forms on the bridge, and there's two life forms in the sensor room.
5: Um, Should somebody let Kian know that he's not on his own in the sensor room? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we should. I think somebody should do that.
1: I'll run down there. I'll go.
5: Well, we have communications in the ship, so
1: <laughs> that makes sense. This rust bucket does have things going for it. <laughs> <laughs> we have
5: phones. You mean you can run down there if you'd like? It might be helpful in the long run,
3: <laughs> right? We have, we we're probably all headed that way, but we're opening up the, the comms on the way. <laughs> saying, <laughs> um, so, Kyan, um be on alert. Uh, you're not by yourself in that room.
4: What do you mean?
3: <laughs> There's a life form uh, exactly however many meters I saw it on the thing away from you.
4: I would like to make a perception check. Go ahead and roll. Uh, seven, which is a success by five.
2: Ooh. So you look around the room quickly and you see a creature in the Jimmy tube on the wall. It's like a real big insect. It's got six legs. It's got a giant ant-like pincer mouth type dealy. As soon as you make eye contact, it jumps out at you.
0: Next time on Cautious Optimism.
4: Captain, there is a big bug-like thing here. Do we
3: have an issue of Italian Vogue on board?
4: Cutting it to pieces with beam weapons doesn't seem like a terrible plan.
3: How are Slime Boys with dealing with the vacuum of space?
1: Should would never come on this ship.
4: I am in trouble. I have one damage left.
2: Depending on what you do, it might be the end of the entire game.
4: you've been listening to as the dice roll the as the dice roll intro music is the soap opera by james bowers you can find and license his music through pond5 at pond5.com all the rest of the music in this episode is by darren curtis and can be found at darrencurtismusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at comicbox.libson.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at msedwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at As the dicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs' social media can be found on our website at AsTheDiceRollcast.com.